This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to, you about, brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you are calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online anytime on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. That's ab.bluecross.ca. Enjoy the show. We ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another and another and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them. Bang them. Bang them. Somebody light me up. Time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL, and we're a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and we're also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and thank you for joining us tonight, and if you've downloaded the show, thank you for downloading, we really appreciate it, and if you have a second to hit that share button afterwards, we'd really appreciate that as well. Boy, we're this is the first time we're doing a show right after a game in a little while, so... I can't guarantee it won't be a little raw, but uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun, uh, as we usually do, uh, starting, of course, with, uh, you know, bringing in the, our regular gang uh, with Superfan Mike. There they like are. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. There they are. Like and subscribe. Love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, did we see, an, we saw another set of like and subscribe somewhere. Did we not just recently? I'm pretty sure in yeah. a game. Yeah. Something like that. It's yeah. glad that they joined us. That was nice. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing, super fan? Good. Uh, was at the uh, big rock show yesterday at Commonwealth. So that was kind of nice. It was uh, fun to see Commonwealth full again. <laughs> Probably about 40 Weird. or 50,000 people in there. So clearly COVID's what's keeping people away from the stadium. Correct. Um, yes. Yeah, a lot of fun. It was a uh, nice 32 degrees. It's a good time to be standing on the field. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for seven hours. But uh, yeah, it was great. Did you bring in a little sunscreen? Show. That's the nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, we didn't bring it in. We just applied it before we went yeah so. okay well, that was a yeah it's a you long know. haul but I'm, I'm glad it was good yeah it's a lot of fun excellent excellent and then I, we watched a game today so you know yeah well <clears throat> that was fun for a bit it it certainly had its entertainment value yes that's, that's, 
Wow, that's a real positive spin we got there, yeah. Exactly. You sound kind of like I did when I was uh, talking on the radio this morning with Ryan Ballantyne when I said that I hope that we play well enough that it's reasonably entertaining. That was was about the best trash talk I could come up with. But uh, You got your wish. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of our trash-talking friend, he has joined us this evening uh, right from the CFL Horseman. It is Ryan Ballantyne. Thank you for joining us. Hey! Pleasure to be here. I find two things very interesting off the top. One, you described Mike as a whole gang. Yeah, well. You said the whole gang is here. Here's Mike. Correct. Me so Mike and is Mike. a whole gang. Yeah, me. I've been called worse. Yeah, me and Mike. That's the, it's the whole the, gang at this particular mean, moment because we're shy one person. Right. The commissioner coward. Right. The one that, <laughs> the one that refuses to show up. When I'm going to be on the show, no matter when we scheduled it, whether I'm in person, I'm online, this uh, uh, this lady just refuses to be in the same room with me, whether it be virtual or in actual fact. Um, and I've got to assume it's just because she's terrified she can't keep up with me. Uh, so, uh, really? wow. so open challenge, Commissioner Coward. I intend to see you at some point on this show. Quit ducking me. It's enough. It's enough. The one-time autocorrect would be important there. That, yeah, that would. That would. Yeah. Yes. 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 Thank. Thank goodness for. Oh, there was. I'm not making dietary choices on Twitter. Um, <laughs> oh my! Oh, that was someone else today. That was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We should probably. <laughs> we'll leave that part out of the show for now, but that was hilarious. Yeah, it was uh, very, very fun. Um, so, Ryan, tell us about uh, tell us about the game today because you were the only one of the three of us that was there. Um, and what I really want to know about is how was the tailgate? Well, our tailgate was good. We had some uh, Grimm's Old Fashioned uh, Smokies. Um, so just the, the regular Smokies, but uh, had the Smokies, had the big Slurpee Cup. I uh, had uh, some chips and some veggies and stuff. Nothing nothing too crazy. The Horseman tailgate has uh, uh, pared down uh, from previous years now that Sheldon's no longer in charge of the meat donuts. Now it's <laughs> just my very tiny hibachi barbecue on the back of my truck. But nevertheless, still had a good time. I was visited by uh, Travis Curra of the nice. Two and Out podcast. He came nice. by and hung out for a bit and, uh, and had some Smokies. And uh, yeah, I just think it was a... It was a good time. The atmosphere is always good. And this was probably as busy as I've seen the parking lot all season. Um, You had to be there early to get a spot, uh, which was a nice difference from what we've been seeing um, so far this season. So uh, the tailgate was great. The game, I mean, it was meh, you know, (laughs) like, you know. You know when you're when you're like in your early twenties and you're still single and you look across the bar and go, I mean they'll do. That's what this game was. This game was like it was it was the cold pizza the next morning. It was the it was the well if I guess you're the only one left here, I can go home with you type of game. It was you know they they don't say how they say how many. And so the stamps can put one in the victory column today, but it sure weren't pretty. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, on 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 a bunch of levels. But um, I, we'll get into the game part. But how how was the? It looked like the crowd was good today at the game. 
30,600. Awesome. Um, by far their biggest crowd of the season. Uh, I think um, their second largest crowd of the season was only 25. Um, so, I mean, it was really a great day at the park today. Um, you know, when, when people were going on Ticketmaster before the game, the only spots that there were were in the high corners. And even those were populated today. So I think all in all, you can't argue with the, the attendance for today's game at, at 30,000. I mean, the only thing it was missing was, you know, busloads of, of Elks fans making their way down from Edmonton. But obviously uh, the cost of gas is, is worth more than watching your team lose. So we didn't kind of get that influx of, of Northern um, exposure, but uh, would have been nice to see. Um, but unfortunately uh, I think with the team, the way they are, that highway trip was a little, uh, a little more costly than it wanted to be. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. Now the, it, so you did notice there were less less green fans there today than there usually is for a Labor Day game. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I go, I go way back. I mean, this is you know, I've been this is I've been attending every Labor Day game since I was twelve, mm-hmm. and I turned forty. So I've done more than thirty in a row. And when I was a kid the entire end zones were green and gold strips. Right. You know, there were, there was entire sections of green and gold fans and there were buses and buses and buses that would load up and come down, you know, in, in the nineties and and even into the two thousands. And it just seemed to drop off at some point. um, And it's not there anymore. And and there was not a lot of green and gold there today. Um, It was, it was mostly red in the stands and, and you could pick, you know, much like you pick a lot of green and gold things in your life, um, you could pick them out in the crowd, uh, but uh, they they weren't kind of huge swaths of fans. Um, you know, I think the Section O bus was there, but that might be the only bus. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, though, there was also a lot more green and gold fans at Commonwealth back then as well when we were you know, having 40,000, 50,000 people. Uh, True. We're talking 30 years ago now. I mean, the most people seem to be on the west side at Commonwealth, which is not where the cameras are pointing. That's where the cameras are sitting, so you don't see it as much. There's probably about three times as many on the west as the east side, but yeah, that east side is looking pretty sparse. And even the west side, not as great as it has been the last couple of years for a team that was in the top two of attendance for so many years. Yeah, it is unfortunate that we're not seeing more people at the Elks games. I mean, the result aside, and and... Don't think I've forgotten we're well into the second grouping of 1,000 days since a home win. But, I, I mean, it. the wins and losses aside, the football is still fun to go to. The atmosphere is still good. You know, the Commonwealth is a great stadium. I won't take anything away from Commonwealth as a stadium. The only thing that really um, hampers the team is the idea that it's so big that even when you do get 30,000 people, it's still only half full, right. you know? So when we get 30,000 people here, there's barely any seats left. When you get 30,000 people at Commonwealth, well, it's still, yeah, but the upper loges are empty, you know? So I think it's, it's a perception thing more than anything, but I think it's a shame. I ran into Victor Quee in the elevator on our way up before the game. And, and I told him, I said, I really admire what you guys are doing to, to raise fan engagement, to try and get people back into the stadium. I think it's it 
it's admirable to me the work that they're putting in to engage with a new fan base and try and get people out to the stadium again because it just across all sports, frankly, not just the CFL. And I think people forget that this isn't just a CFL problem across all sports. You know, ticket yeah. sales are down mm-hmm. and people people have stopped going um, and they haven't made their way back. And I, I know you mentioned the rock show and said it's nice to know it's not COVID that's keeping people away. But a rock show is a one time a year thing. 100%. You know, if you're, you know, if, and, and it's uh, who was up there yesterday? Uh, Joan Jett, Poison, Def Leppard and Motley Crue. Oh, right. Yes. Ooh. That uh, that must have been an interesting show. It was an interesting uh, crowd. I, don't know. I think the last time I saw Vince Neil performing a concert, it was just all slurring and stumbling. Um, so hopefully, you got a better show from him last night. Um, sure. But <laughs> you agree with that hope? Well, um, he didn't stumble anyway. But it was it was a one thing. It's a one you know. It's a yeah. one off. Right, and so you're going to go, and it's because it's a one-off. Um, unfortunately, I, just sports aren't like that anymore. No, Saddledome's sure. not selling out. They were the top team in their division last year, you know. And and I don't know what's going on in Rogers Place, whether or not they're selling out or not. Um, but you've got the greatest player of a generation wasting his life up there. So <laughs> there's just so much going on, and yet people just aren't going. Yeah, yeah, and and. And that and is, there's a lot of reasons. That is part of it. Yeah, there's lots of other reasons, and we know that obviously the <clears throat> previous regime there was a lot of disconnect with the fans, and now there's a lot of we have to build back up to winning and and getting that winning culture, and so that's going to take. But again, time. that's all teams. But, yeah, like Ryan's saying, like it's not just us that has that oh, no, problem. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people that I've talked to that would normally go to games had been for years. I've stopped going because I mean, the technology improves, so your experience at home is better. Yeah. Uh, you may not have the atmosphere for it, but I've talked to many people that are older, and, and the CFL does have an older crowd a lot of the time, um, have a real problem with having to pull out their phone and get their tickets. Whereas before, the tickets were mailed to them, and they'd get their tickets out, they would bring them to the game, and they got in. It was no problem. Now it's a lot harder for some of them, and it's tough to get those tickets printed. I'm relatively tech savvy. Logging into my phone to get my Stampeders account tickets does take three or four minutes because yeah. you can't just screenshot them anymore. Yeah. It would be one thing if you could go in at the beginning of the season and screenshot them all and put them in a folder on your phone. Right. But you can't. You have to log into the live website every time. And Ticketmaster, for some reason, Ticketmaster, and maybe it's my phone or whatever. But every time I try logging into Ticketmaster, the Stampeders don't exist. I have to go through the My Stamps account Ticketmaster link in order to get it. And it's not easy to do. And I don't know if the Elks have their own app that's accessible. But for the Flames, they have an app and it's accessible. And you just press My Tickets and it keeps you logged in and it can put your tickets in your account. The Stamps don't have that. So it is a, a bit of a pain in the ass. To, to get my tickets available so my wife and son can go into the game every week. Um, but, I mean, I also find it a relatively small inconvenience by comparison. For me, it's more about the cost of going. It's not just, you know, the ticket, which is reasonable for what I'm getting. Um, it's $7 for a Coke. Right. You know, yeah. like, 
and and that's a bottle of Coke. So the the same bottle that I'm buying at Walmart and I'm getting six of them for five dollars, and that's at a company that's making a profit. You're charging me seven dollars a piece for it. So now there's three of us. Well, that's twenty one dollars just to get a non-alcoholic drink, let alone any food, let alone anything else. It's ridiculously expensive to attend a CFL game and buy food and drink there. Thankfully, both of our stadiums have a um, a vibrant tailgating culture where you don't need to do that. But I mean, it's not it's not great to have to walk in and spend that kind of money. I shouldn't have to spend forty dollars on popcorn and drinks. You know, never uh, in BC. I remember in BC they have a deal, um, or they used to. I don't know if the new owner has continued it, but they did a popcorn bucket and a souvenir cup at BC Place. It it was a new one every season. Okay. If you okay. bought the souvenir bucket and you bought the souvenir cup, they were free refills on pop and popcorn for the rest of the season. Wow. Made sense to me. Yeah. And now, granted, the cup was $15 the first time you bought it. You know, it was 15 bucks the first time you bought it. The popcorn was like $18 for the souvenir bucket. But you got free refills the rest of the season. I'd do that. Yeah. Of course I'd do that. Yeah. And how you much know? is really a pop? Yeah, it's it's less than – I mean, I used to work in the movie theater right. um, when I was younger. Now, granted, this is you know inflation, whatever, and and put that into it. But when I worked at the movie theater, if you factored in the building, the labor, every single cost that you could think of and put it into a large soda, at the time when I worked there, a large soda cost the company 27 cents. Right. <laughs> 27 cents for a large soda. So now that's, now that's fountain, obviously. But if you're using a reusable cup, you're talking about maybe six to eight cents worth of soda. Right. And in the meantime, I'm definitely going to buy that. Families are going to buy it even if they're going to one game because, hey, we can refill this two or three times during the game. Right. They, they're not coming to every game, right? So I just think stuff like that can be really beneficial to teams, but they just don't seem to want to do it. And maybe it's, you know, because somehow private teams all lose money while public teams all make money, which is not something I'll ever – quite understand or believe um, about the CFL, but it's just, it's crazy to me that they don't have these kind of deals available, you know, make the CFL something that, you know, let's, let's not pretend that you're paying NFL prices for snacks. Right. You know? Well, and I think the other part is, is something that kind of you said before too, is yes, the rock concert was a, is a one-time thing. But this is only a nine or ten time thing a year. It's still, it's, you know, like really, I understand it's over a like a six month period or whatever. But you're looking at, you know, basically one a month for the, for a year. It it still should be, and it used to be a bigger event. So hopefully, and and somebody I know pointed out, and I was about to say this too, is sometimes being at home isn't that great either. When we missed basically the last. Right, you know the last quarter of the first quarter and and the first Elks touchdown because the TSN feed just disappeared and uh, that that was less than desirable at that particular moment because you're like wait a second where do I, uh, I well and when they came back on they said seven seven I'm like oh and at the time in my mind I thought 
I missed the only touchdown we're going to get. <laughs> and then, <laughs> luckily, it wasn't, but still, I, you know. But then what happened? Let's, let's also lay out what happened here Correct. after that. After that, I texted Ryan and I said, well, the, the TSN feed went down. And so Ryan started texting me <laughs> what was going on, which was nice. I texted full play-by-play. Yeah. Of the game, yeah. and to I Andrew. and I didn't correct you when it came back on because it was fun. <laughs> yeah, so he let me sit there and type, 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 and text, text, text away while he's watching the game, and then eventually he's just like, "Oh yeah, it's back on." Like I don't know why you're doing. It. I'm like, uh, it was, no, it was, I'm trying to be only, a gentleman. I only let you text two plays after it came back on, and then I said it's back on. But it was quite funny up until that point. I I appreciated I don't it. Think so. It was great. But I'm going to go back because I think it was at least four. No, it was only two. <laughs> only oh, there's two. evidence. Four. Uh, TSN lost the feeds. It's 7-7 seven, seven with Dale Son at 15. Complete to 82 right. for 22 yards. Complete to 34. Yep. Cornelius fumbles. Judge knocks it out of bounds. Calgary ball. That, that also, why aren't you listening to Chet? That was, those that, are my It tests. was those two. When he fumbled it out of and Judge knocked it out, that was the one. That was the first play I saw when they came back on. And then I said. Oh, okay. So you missed two plays that I got. So, okay. yeah. That there you go. Sense. That's what I'm getting at. So, yeah. It was. I, yeah. I appreciated the the concern that you had for me that I don't miss anything that you were texting me what was going on yes you got a show to do tonight you can't be uninformed what if something cool happened like a touchdown (laughs) thanks thanks um all right or or an turnover which was the cooler thing that happened no not cooler we did that a lot less common uh I mean I want to point out Sean Lemon caused that turnover I don't know if you guys have ever had Sean Lemon and then just cut him for no reason. But Sean Lemon uh, was the guy that got that. Um, and thank you, by the way, for, yeah. for saying, ah, you're too old to keep getting sacks because he just keeps getting sacks. Yeah, that was um, last year. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't speak of that anymore. I remember. Yeah. Good times. Thanks. Appreciate that. Great old days. We always get Derek Dennis. Up. We're good. The best part about the Elks game was every time they announced an Elks player, I got to go, who? Because there's us too. Us too. I was going to say, I even texted that to Mike after we got the interception. I'm like, I don't even know who that is, but great. I'm glad he got it. It's fantastic. No, I, nobody, there's, there wasn't like John Ryan was the only player I really recognized. <laughs> and I really recognized him because he kicked a single. Perfect. Like, I was like, oh, he punted that five yards too far. Got to be John Ryan. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. We're just okay, doing well, our part to help get people to get your programs. That's so that right. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, Helpful. buy a program. Yeah. Every week, buy a program. I'm actually curious as to how many guys are on the roster right now that won't be by the time we play again on Saturday. <laughs> uh, probably two or three anyway. They'll spin the wheel in yeah, the, in the corporate office. Yeah. Like, who's, see, oh, who's sorry, up you're for another gone. offensive lineman trade this week? Yeah, uh, let's see yeah. how that goes. Okay, let's let's talk about those quickly, and then we'll talk about the game sure. today. Um, yeah. So trade number one. We get uh, defensive lineman Avery Ellis and a third-round pick for Montreal for defensive lineman Thomas Costigan and defensive back Nafis Lyon. That seems like we – I mean, hey, Ellis got a got a sack today. That's great. He did. Um, I'm glad he's fitting in right away. That's great to hear. Thanks, Wilson, for banging the table. I appreciate that. Um, it's uh, – <laughs> 
my dog's too big and he bangs his head on the table all the time when he comes to visit. Um, so, I, but I don't, I don't know. To me, that's an that's an interesting trade. It seems like Montreal <laughs> did pretty well in that trade, in my opinion. <laughs> Mike, all things considered, with the um, especially when though, right. We, we did. did get a pick, yeah. yeah. Third we, we all know about the value of the Canadian draft as far as Chris Jones is concerned. That's so true. So I think that it's really, <laughs> it's really important <laughs> that you guys are stockpiling draft picks for Chris Jones, the general manager. Well, you know, Jiro Simon maybe Correct. likes it a little more. Yes. Let's go with that. Sure. That does. He, he I'm going to take what I can get. Yeah, exactly. Um but give me, your, give me your thoughts on that, Mike, and then we'll do the next one. I don't. Why do we have Ryan on when we're talking about this stuff when we're getting <laughs> shafted by other teams? Okay, carry on, Mike. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think you saw in this game how important David Beard was with the. Uh, well, that's the next uh, trade. That's the next trade. Oh, well, I'm just saying that. Um, yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's the worst of the two trades that made oh, your right. team Oh, right. Costigan and, and, and Nafis Lion. Correct. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. At this point, they're about the same size between uh, Avery Ellis and uh, Thomas Costigan. They have about the same number of sacks this year, mm-hmm. same number of tackles. Uh, I just don't really see why. I mean, if it was a swap one for one, that's one thing. But throwing in Nafis Lion for a pick, that seems interesting anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, all right, there's the second trade now that you were talking about that I, I will let you expand on. Uh, we get offensive lineman Jesse Gibbon and a second-round pick from Hamilton for offensive lineman David Beard, seven-year offensive lineman with the Elks yeah. from the U of A, uh, and a fourth-round pick um, going the other way. So now... Now to say exactly what you were going to say earlier. Yeah. So uh, they all kind of blend together. I actually did a thing where I looked at all the trades and all the draft picks that we have, and it it seems a little better that way, but it's still tough. Um, Again, Mark Cordy had a a tougher day with the snaps. Uh, We saw a turnover just because of those low Mm -hmm. snaps. Um, Yeah, I mean, Cordy's played one game at center when Beard was sick. Uh, and he had a fairly good game. We won the game. Yeah. Uh, this one looked like it was a little rough. We obviously need a little more practice between him and the corn dog. But uh, yeah, again, it's tough to see Beard go. He's a fan favorite. He's a local boy. Um, the biggest problem is he is the second most expensive offensive lineman in the league on an offensive line that has not played very well so far this year. Yeah. It's hard when you have the top two highest paid offensive linemen. Yeah. In the league, and you're. I mean, I think the out. thing that you've got to be happy about right now is that Cortez not a polygamist, you know, because there's so we many more games he could be missing to marriage um, <laughs> than he's already missed so far. Jeez. But wow. I think wow, the idea that the idea that you guys would get rid of David Beard is crazy to me. When that trade came down, um, I didn't find there was not there was not one person who went. That's a good trade. No, there was not like there was. There, there was, was a lot of people like, in Hamilton that of, said that. <laughs> well, yeah, outside of outside of Hamilton, yeah, outside of Hamilton, and and let's be real, the people of Hamilton were like, "What does it matter?" Um, <laughs> or does he still play after half? Um, those are the questions that they're asking in Hamilton. But in in, in Ed, but like the rest of the league just went, "Why? 
Why? There was no, and and if it's a salary saving measure and that's it, I mean, I guess you're already. Was it that you guys were getting too close to the riders in the standings, and there was a possibility you might cross over? Like, what what was it that, that made Chris Jones go? man, I got to get under these Eastern teams and there's only one way to do it. And that's trade away the heart and soul of the offensive line. Like what, 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 it just, it's baffling to me that, that that trade happened and that that guy doesn't just get to retire an elk and have his number go up on the wall. He's been more than six years, right? That's yeah. is that 2015 earlier. Yeah. So oh, yeah. If, that, if that's the deal, his name goes on the wall. Like why 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 is he not still in Edmonton? And to me, it's more of um, trying to hide the fact that Cortez paid more um, because now you can't say that you have the, the top two paid offensive lineman on the one team. That's Just not the number one quarterback. Just one of those guys is really highly paid. So now Jones can walk in front of me and go, look, he's only one man. He's only one man. What do you expect him to do all by himself? We know we made him the highest paid player to throw the ball at our quarterback's ankles, but that's what he is. I just I can't I can't understand it, man. The, the after what happened today, it seems like it was a trade to intentionally make the team worse. I, I don't think I think what you said though, Mike is, and I've read it on, on in the chat as well. Is I, I truly believe it is. This was a chance to move some salary in preparation for free agency for next year. Like that's how I feel like it is. Or like, resign or giving someone a bonus in the 2022 calendar year possibly. prepping for 2023. Yeah. Yeah, or setting up so that they can re-sign Kenny Lawler next year because he what what if we could pay him 300 this year, what are we going to pay him next year? Like next year. Like I so I I don't know that that's that's what I feel about that particular trade, but we uh, we'll see how that pans out. Um, I'm gonna mention the other guys that we signed only because if I don't mention them, we don't when we hear them their name in the game will be we won't be quite as who <laughs> oh? yeah. Uh, we did sign offensive lineman Dennis Bardwell, uh, running back Kevin Brown. We do know that name. We'll be talking about that yeah. in a moment. Uh, wide receiver Niger Jackson and defensive back Donovan Olumba, oh, and also defensive back Stephen Claiborne. Uh, and then of course we did Point release back, yeah. uh, quarterback Drew Powell. We hardly knew he and defensive back. Malik Sonier, who has been on and off a couple of times. So, yeah. All right. Let's talk about this game. So, Elks lose to the Stamps 26 to 18. Oh. Ryan did his little dance in the stands. They won. All right. I believe it. Uh, is it? <laughs> oh, my God. If you're even trying to do the free, it's not even close. That's not. No. It's not even close. Does he want to be? Not, it was. I guess that's the Calgary version of the Freep. That's right. Yes, right. That would be, that's what that is. Um, it's an artistic interpretation of the Freep. Was that what it was? It was okay. Yeah, Arti- yeah. interpretation is one. I went, to, I went to six years of dance school. That was that was uh, professionally interpreted. <laughs> interpreted. Yeah. Interesting. That's the, that's the word we use in dance. It's very oh. specific to dance and only dance. That's probably why you wouldn't recognize it. Right. That's probably. true. Probably why it is, yeah. When we're interpreting things. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my. Okay, so 
Uh, Elks were up 8-7 at the half uh, and then hey. had a very bad third quarter. Um, almost made it very interesting at the end, I will say. Um, yeah. But uh, but it, like you said, Ryan, I mean, it, it, I'm sure for you, you're like, you were going in expecting the blowout, <laughs> as were we. And so on our side, we're like, hey, <laughs> this was actually not bad. I covered wow. the spread. Like, I'll take the win, but... Yeah, exactly. So, uh, tell tell us what what was the good in the game for you, Ryan? Um, I, the good was that the Stampeders could play that sloppy and still be victorious. Um, you know, I think uh, there were interceptions that should have happened that didn't. There were um, defensive breakdowns that are still causing this team trouble in the defensive secondary. Now, granted, um, we're on thirteen or fourteen DBs, and I know talking to the people of Edmonton about how far down you've gotten on your depth chart is not, uh, I'm not going to find any sympathy in this room, but it's not because our guy, our coaches just release players willy nilly. It's because that, you know, everybody's injured and, and we continue to play with different variations of the secondary week after week after week. Um, but it was just, it was, it was pretty much a sloppy effort. The run blocking wasn't very good. Um, you know, from, from that standpoint, I think the defensive line was what won us this game. They had six sacks on Cornelius. They caused uh, – there was a total of three elk fumbles in this game, um, and, and they were caused in the in the defensive line pressure as well. Um, you know, I, I think outside of the defensive line, I don't know that anybody had a really good day. Uh, Reggie Bagleton made a couple nice touchdown catches, the second one far better than the first. Um, but – all in all, it was a, a pretty sloppy effort from the Stampeders this week. Um, even seeing Peyton Logan, and I, I sent you the gift of Rob Riggle uh, in that moment, Peyton Logan just taking a John Ryan missile kick right off the forehead um, is, is unusual for this Stampeders team. You know, I, I think it was just there was a lot of things that went wrong today, and, and fortunately we were playing a team that's bad enough that it doesn't matter. You can still go out and, and play a good 15 minutes against the Elks, and that'll be enough, which we did in the third quarter. Yeah, the third quarter was very good for you. I, I, I will admit that. Um, the um, I, I love the fact that Peyton Logan just wanted to back up the podcast in proving that you can't catch footballs with your face. That was fantastic. I, I yeah. appreciate him. He yeah. obviously listens. I appreciate that he really sure. wanted to t- took it to heart and thought, you know, they're going to talk about this on the podcast if I say it and do it. And he, there he did it. It was fantastic. I yeah. appreciate that. Uh, Mike, what did you find good in this game? Because there, there was some good on our side. Definitely some good. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Kevin Brown in his first game had a fantastic game. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I would like to have seen them give him more rushing opportunities. He only had five runs and only one. He had his worst was three yards. And that was something that they could have caught him in the backfield. And he ended up getting, I think another five or six yards after contact yeah. um, for 45 yards for nine runs, nine yard average. Yeah. Uh, and then he had uh, six catches on six targets as well. I mean, he's a release valve, so it's not like it's a, you know, low percentage throw or anything, but still, he's the only one that had more than four ca- uh, four targets that had a hundred percent, which was great. Ninety six yards total. Yeah. Uh, he really seemed to fight. 
when he was getting, you know, that initial contact, he would, you know, fight through it all. I thought he played really well on defense. Uh, Jake Serezna, what can you say about him? He's probably been our, our defensive, so the strongest person on our defense. Two sacks again today uh, for helped our over and under on the 5.5, which was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, still then, still know, under, could, but just, it was five. Just, oh, I know. So close. Yeah. I thought for sure um, Corndog is going to throw an interception in the fourth quarter. I'm like, there you go. No six. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Anyway. Two touchdowns no interception that's a hell of a game for Cornelius yeah I agree I agree yeah I, I thought Cornelius had a decent game overall um yeah uh 257 throwing two TDs that's not bad um nope. well Brown was a load to tackle you know there was there was several times where he was off contact and and they looked like they had him wrapped up and then he'd pop out for a couple more yards I I was really impressed by Brown's play today I mean when you look at the slash line that you gave um six for six but also of his 51 yards receiving, 50 of them were yak. Yeah. So he wasn't down the field. He made that happen uh, when he got the ball. And I, I thought um, he was very impressive tonight. We were we were talking in the stands about, man, that screen pass is killing us. Yeah. Because they would just find him out there and he would gash it up for seven, eight yards at a time. And and I really thought uh, I really thought he did quite well. As did uh, Dylan Mitchell. He stood out to obviously he had the touchdown, but he, he had a lot of those, you know, nine, eight, nine yard passes, uh, catching and getting out of bounds. I thought that he played pretty well for, I think his second game as a receiver. Um, but you know, he, he's got some speed. Um, I, I like some of his route running. I was pretty happy with him. Yeah. I thought he was good, but I mean, don't forget the, the 79 yards, 48 was one play. Correct. Yeah. Oh, well, you're looking at what 31 yards on on five catches. I know you can't take them away, but I always like to sort of take away the top and the bottom, and then sort of average it out from there. And and sometimes you get a bit of better picture that way. But I mean, hey, he he got 48 yards for that touchdown, from what I hear. Um, and uh... <laughs> yes, yeah, he actually well because you guys didn't see it. Um, he did uh, he did kind of show up the DB on that play. Um, he, he made a nice route. The DB was, was lost behind him, uh, and really had no chance to defend the ball, um, and broke late to the ball as well. I thought was, was the most impressive part of it was he was running as though the DB had a chance. And then right as the ball got there, he kind of cut up field that extra half step, um, to, to cut back to the center of the field to where the ball actually was going to be, which prevented the defender from getting to it. So I thought it was a, a, a route well run um, and a ball well thrown. Uh, we, as it was happening, we were like, "Uh Oh, hope he drops that because there was no, there was no chance the DB was going to get there. Yeah. That's well, it's nice. That we had a couple of plays like that anyway. Um, we did. I did want to say that I thought uh, on the defense, I thought um, Konezi and Hutter were kind of all over the field today. I thought yeah. they, um, and uh, Konar with a couple of really, really good open field tackles. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Um, Ryan, on the, on the bad side of things, I know you kind of touched on it already, but is there something that really kind of jumps out for you on your side? Uh, Rene Paredes and like from a special teams perspective, Rene Paredes missed a kick, which almost never happens. Um, Cody Grace shanked a punt, which almost never happens. And Peyton Logan took one off the forehead, which almost never happens. So um, all in all, I thought the special teams were really bad. 
I, I didn't think that they were good at all. Um, the the cover units the cover units themselves were good. You guys were very limited in the return game, um, but the special team the the specialists for the Stampeders in this game didn't live up to their typical standard. And I know it's it, it's it's an interesting thing when you look at a field goal kicker and say he missed and that's not good enough. Like I I know that you guys aren't familiar with that recently, but. <laughs> We expect our field goal kicker to hit every one. It's not enough to be good enough. He like when Paredes isn't perfect, it's an aberration on the day. And so that's something, you know, and, and it did add late game drama because now it's an eight point game instead of an 11 point game with 40 some odd seconds to go. And that does make a difference. You know, it, it, it makes it gave the Elks more hope than I wanted them to have. Um, in the late stages of the game. I think it's funny that you're talking to us about bad special teams. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. I know. Like, I'm, yeah. I, I understand. Right. I understand that I'm standing here saying we missed one kick as though that's not par for the course for you guys. But no, we kicking did miss is not the kick, problem. And <laughs> kicking is not the problem for us. <laughs> not usually. Well, uh, punting, certainly. You're doing a hell of a lot of it. But the... Um, as for you today, I don't think they were that different. How many times did Grace get on the field? Oh, I don't know. I, well, I can, I've got the game stats right in front of me. Perfect. I can tell you. Yeah, I figured um, you might have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, I think uh, seven punts. Up here. Uh, seven six punts, punts for, Cody. for Six punts for Ryan, seven punts for Grace. Oh, but you got to remember that we didn't turn the ball over three times or four times. That's, so yeah. those are four possessions that ended – without punts but didn't end with scores either that's true you know yeah, that that's, that's true yeah you know when you're turning when you're dropping the ball on the field and just handing it to the other team that doesn't mean well we punted less that's not that's, that's not how that works you know when mike's talking about taking away the top and the bottom and and just leaving the meat of that sandwich the meat of your sandwich is that you turn the ball over instead of punting oh i know that's 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 the bad part that's coming that's the, the, the part that we are going to talk about in a minute. Uh, it's, weird how, yeah. it's weird how our good parts and bad parts are different. It's, I know, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> like diametrically opposed. Weird. So odd. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Mike. Hit me with your bad yeah, in mean, this game. Uh, well, obviously, we already touched on the snapping side of things. That was yeah. uh, pretty tough, especially when you've got a six foot five quarterback. I mean, he's got to reach down pretty far when you're snapping it. you just above his ankles. Um, maybe they could work on that a little bit more. But uh, the play calling still baffles me yet again uh, every time. We come in, uh, come out of halftime, uh, up 8-7, to seven, and we've had some really good running plays. Did he turn into a Star Wars droid, or is it me? No, that was my cat. <laughs> My cat is meowing, and oh, you mean because his no, voice no, is a little off? Like, it sounds like Mike is coming through as a Star Wars droid. Yeah, it, yeah, oh, it, cool. it happens every now and again with his mic, and then it comes back to normal, and it's about to come back oh, to normal. Okay, yeah, all right, cool, great. Yeah, I mean, hey, Great. I could. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, you're back to, you're back to normal now. So yeah. now Weird. we can continue on. About I just thought you could hear the cat <laughs> getting attacked by the dog. That's what I thought you could hear. So <laughs> yeah, because the dog is deciding that the cat is fun to play with, and the cat is not always that happy about it. So yeah. Anyway, fair. Hey, sorry, Mike. Uh, Carry on. No, no worries. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things where you start saying, "Okay, we have Kevin Brown doing some great rushes. He had uh, just a few rushes in the first half." Um, and then gets one single rush in the third quarter. I don't yeah. get it, especially when we're up 
8-7 at that point, and he's proven that he's been effective at that point where he had a rush for 13 yards and a rush for five yards in the first half. And then he had a seven-yard rush in the third quarter. Like, why is he not getting the ball more? I just don't quite understand that, but that's kind of a McAdoo offense I don't really understand. And, again, some of the, the receivers getting uh, good uh, good yards per catch, and then they get avoided in the second half, even though even on the screen we can see that they have moments when they're open. Mm-hmm. I don't quite understand that at all. And then, yeah, I, I mean, penalties were better. Single digits penalties Except for us. For the fact that the penalties always came at the worst time, you'd have yeah. you'd get like the twenty Second yard down run conversion. by Brown and holding right. And <laughs> now I understand the argument is is he wouldn't have got the twenty yards if it wasn't for the holding. But the way that he was cutting the ball most of the game, it's like he, well, he probably got ten. <laughs> but there's yeah. then it's coming back, and we're always yeah. in second and long. And ten more but, yards. Yeah. Oh, it was just. The, the timing of the penalties was awful. And the the no yards penalties? Yes. Like, guys, we're, we're 10 games in. <laughs> like, But a lot of these guys are new, to be fair. No, they're not. That's, that's true. <laughs> Most of your guys are two, three games into their that's, career. All right, fair. I mean, all right. You but... got to give them time to figure this out. I mean, the nice thing about Cody Grace punts, and by the way, I just want to correct you. John Ryan punted the ball seven times. It only counts as six because the one that was blocked was behind the line of scrimmage. Right. So he did punt the ball seven times, the same amount as Cody Grace. But uh, when Cody Grace kicks the ball, the beautiful thing about it is he kicks it so high. And notice my arm went right off the screen there for the video listeners, but the audio listeners later, my, my arm went right off the screen. He kicks the ball so high. That, but before it comes down, the Stampeders defenders have time to run down to the returner, take the measuring tape off their belt, <laughs> reach out five yards, ensure that they're five yards different, close up the measuring tape, ask the returner about his mother, and then he catches the ball and they swarm him. So it's about, whereas John Ryan today kicked more of a laser beam type approach. I'm going to kick it as fast as, and as low as possible and hope for the best. Now, it did work out once because it hit the man in the forehead and, and you guys recovered. Um, but, yeah, John Wright, like, the difference in their punting styles today was very noticeable. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. And and a few weeks ago, we had one, the guy that killed it into the sky. And then, anyway, we don't have that anymore. Um all right, my other see, and that relates to my other bad though. The special teams, another big return, another like, oh man. Maybe we'll have a coach one day. Maybe, yeah, and absolutely no returns for us. It's catch and fall down. Now, part of that is the kicking, like you just said, Ryan. But part of it is that's been our philosophy for five years now. I don't know, like whatever. Seven. Catch it and yeah, run right into the back of your own defender and fall down. Great. Okay. Right. Wonderful. It's, it's. I mean, maybe Gizmo Williams is paying these guys on the side. <laughs> don't, well, just don't get my record. Sliding, sliding them a little paper handshake before every game, going, "You don't want to tarnish my legacy, do you?" And shaking a hand, you know, just a, a little, a little, you know, little bonus That's for the guy to say, "Hey, don't don't take away what I did best." Except um, they wouldn't understand a word he said, so they'd just correct. be like, "Some guy just." babbled something and gave me money so <laughs> who knows oh 
guy. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's exact. Well, I think I think we've talked more than enough about this particular game. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure you <laughs> could keep going, right? Anytime the Elks lose, I could talk about it all night. Yeah, you know what? We're <laughs> going to talk about the setup for the next game right away, and I'm sure you'll find oh, more. We're going to talk about the next time the Elks are going to lose. Yeah, 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 I know. See? Yeah, so I'm sure you'll find lots of things to say. Uh, Superfan, you got some uh, hard and tell for us this evening? Yeah, I can throw a few things in there. Um, All right. Just a couple of recent things that have kind of come in to the uh, room behind me. A couple of smaller things. Uh, Back in the day, throughout the 70s, uh, up until the late 80s, uh, a company named Standard Life made all the pocket schedules. Another great little thing that you used to be able to get at the store, which they don't seem to have anymore. Uh, There's kind of an example of what it used to look like back in the day. Nice. yeah, so I mean, I always thought those were kind of fun. Uh, but I, another company that made them was CJCA Radio. And these are a little tougher to find. Uh, you'll find stuff like this. This is the 1982. Ooh. Um, but before this, they go back as far as 71, which I've never even seen before. So that kind of came in, which is kind of a neat thing. Uh, it does have the schedule for the team. It's going to be a little hard to see. I'm not sure if yeah, you can see that. Oh, there we go. Now I can kind of see it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the uh, games for Edmonton are in orange kind of thing, and it tells you what TV station they were on. is just kind of a neat little souvenir. Um, in 93, the club had a stay-in-school program. I think uh, all the teams, or certainly the Western teams, had a very similar kind of program where they would go school to school, talking to the students, talking about, you know, stay in school and that kind of thing. And they made cards for some of the players. Super tough to find. Uh, there's a Glenn Harper that had just shown up. And then Errol Martin, uh, special nice. teamer and defensive end. And uh, kind of my favorite, uh, good friend, Gary Hlady. Uh I've talked about him on the show. He and I do a lot of talking back and forth about games on uh, video and things like that. He had an extra copy of the 1986 Green and Gold game program, which they would hand out at oh, the Green and cool. Gold game. Sort of tells you all the players. So this is just during training camp. So a lot of these players never would have made the team. So it's kind of their only one and only time that they would have had uh, appeared on any kind of program and that kind of thing. So that's kind of a neat little item. And then the last, I saw Dunnigan uh, was on there. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. 86. Yeah. Yeah, He would have been there for sure. So Mm -hmm. again, everyone was playing at that point. Uh, Not just fighting with Milt, Um, but he's apparently a little (laughs) cocky. Um, I hear. And uh, last thing I got uh, from the 60s. These are always fun little things to get a little pennant. Oh, cool. Shows up that real sort of 60s, early 70s kind of writing. So, yeah, kind of a neat little item that someone had pointed out to me, oddly enough, in Calgary. Um, Because, you know, he didn't want that in his place uh, and said that it was available. So uh, I, you know, I'm able to grab that and make that happen and we'll put it up in the room somewhere. Fantastic. Those are very cool. Thanks. Yeah, fun little items. I like those. By the way, I haven't been on, I think, with you since you've put up what's behind you. Um, That football wall is just fire trucking beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I, I mean, I'm so impressed by it. But for the coloring, um, that's just a magnificent <laughs> display. Yeah. yeah, thank you. It's uh, It's been a work in progress, but that's kind of why we bought the place, is so that I could have a basement where I could hide out in and, and kind of color up there. But, uh, you know, there's some there's some red and white in here somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's a Canadian flag, isn't it? It's on the it? inside. It's on the inside. Yeah. It turns out you're red and white on the inside. Oh, <laughs> well, is that how it works? Just not my blood yeah. cells? Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I mean, my <laughs> uncle did play for the Stampeders, and I still love him anyway, so. Really? <laughs> so, I didn't even know yeah. that until just now. Wow. Yeah, okay. 71. Hmm. All right. He was a backup to Wayne Harris and uh, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Defensive end. Really famous, but it'll come to me. Oh, well. He was John Helton. So you don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all that Yeah, works. but again, you know, I love him anyway. Then he quit the team because they wanted to put him in the practice roster, and then they wanted to break up. So oh. we like to bug him about that. I, I imagine. Yeah, because they didn't have many of those back then, so it's good to have that. <laughs> um, still don't have a lot. They, they've made up for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have. Okay. Uh, all right, week 14. Oh, no, we couldn't pay everybody that we wanted to, instituting an entire management system for the salaries for the entire league because people were tired of losing to your super teams. <laughs> uh. yeah, yeah, that doesn't really hold water, though. Sorry. <laughs> oh, here we go. I don't know. I've the seen the entire game. public salaries. Yeah, but Norm Kimball was famous for being cheap, and every player you talked to talked about how cheap he was, and they didn't get the money. And I've seen published salaries for the entire league. We weren't even in the top five. I don't know. <laughs> I, something about that seems wrong. But, but it's fine. If you want to live that way, that's fine. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I will maintain that that's in me, just like I will maintain that an 18-0 season is possible. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I like the fact yeah. that Mike just turned Ryan on Ryan. That's fantastic. <laughs> I really appreciate <laughs> Yeah, you can live that way. For I, should have known better. I should have known better than to go up against Elks Google. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, well. One day you'll Like learn. I said. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've seen Ryan often enough. Eventually, you start channeling him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, all right, week fourteen, gentlemen. Uh, oh. It is the rematch uh, back up here in at Commonwealth. Uh, that which is not an advantage for us, unfortunately. A wayfield advantage for uh, Ryan because um, they needed another advantage. That's what he's going to say. So I'm just figure I'll just put that in there. Return classic uh, six o'clock start. So the tailgate should open around three thirty ish. Yeah, somewhere in there. About that. What's on the menu this week, Superfan? Because we know oh, that that's the most exciting part of the It is the Labor game. Day Classic return. That's right. And that means tacos in a bag. Yay. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And we will have more red and white jerseys at our, our tailgate spot than any time during the year, which is always great. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone seems to love the tacos in a bag, and it's always that weekend. So maybe even Dave and Marley will show up because they always seem to do a spot that weekend. I don't know why. <laughs> it's weird how that happens, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, hey, speaking of those jerseys, uh, Ryan, what did you think of the jerseys today? I meant to ask you that earlier. The new black jerseys? Yeah, yeah. They're all right. They're all right. Yeah, they. I mean, I like the fact that they had to I, write I, Calgary I'm, I'm all over the arms here. so they remember who they're throwing to and stuff. They could just see it. So it keeps saying Calgary on it. It's very helpful. Well, yeah. You know, I, you want to you want to pump the brand as often as possible. Um, I don't I don't see an issue that with that. Okay. Um, it's not like we it's not like we have a brand where we can just change the team name and not even need to change the logo. Um, <laughs> Maybe. You know, like we're, we have recognizable branding. So we wanted to put it everywhere Excellent. so that you would know. Um, no, I, I the, my main issue with them was that they were difficult to read from the stands. Um, okay. It was difficult to read the numbering and the lettering from where I and now granted, I intentionally sit up high in section I so I can get that, you know, 12 man view of every play. Um, but 
I found them difficult to read from that height. Um, and the font wasn't very clear. The, na the names were almost um, non-existent uh, from that distance. So I think up close, they look pretty sharp. Uh, I don't quite like them from from where I was watching them on TV. Okay. I, I talked but, to a friend of mine about them, but the sleeves, I don't like them. With the ghost writing of the CGY in the background. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's, I'm, not, I'm not a fashion designer, so what do I know? No, me neither. Me yeah. neither. I, I can tell you there were a lot of them in the stands. Oh, good. There were a, okay. a good number of people that, that put down new money on a jersey uh, this week. Um, so, uh, from that point, I would suggest that they were a success. What's it like um, being able to get a custom Jersey and knowing that the player is going to be there next week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. There, were, there weren't a lot of players names on the back oh. of the jerseys that were available in the store. I think, uh, I think they had mayor, um, they had mayor, mayor, Carrie Rose and maybe Thurman were the four that were on display. Uh, for this week. Um, but yes, you're right. It is nice to be able to just get a player's jersey and assume that they'll finish out the season. Um, you know, or next and week. You, yeah. need a, you don't need a green and gold program for every game uh, to let you know the ins and outs of the Elks roster. Um, it's kind of, there, there, there have been a substantial amount of injury changes to this team, but turns out oh, none of them are getting released. They're just, hey, when you come back, well, when you come back, we'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's not a bad thing to be in a team where they're consistent. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I bet. Um, now, you are making the trek up here for the game on Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes. So you will be at the tailgate, hopefully, as well for some tacos in a bag. Yes, of course. And I got a nice $15 room thanks to some credits I had on Expedia down at the uh, signature Sandman Downtown Ice District Hotel. Very so, nice. Very nice. Looking forward to uh, spending that fifteen dollars um, <laughs> and uh, and getting a room there. They have a pool and a hot tub, so oh, I'm very nice. excited wow. to uh, come back and I'll get back to the hotel, write up my three down nation blowout story, and then get into the nice hot tub. You're gonna write it before or after? <laughs> I I mean. After, oh okay. I mean, I could I could probably write it before and just fill in the stats, right? Um, but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there's some sort of Popeyes promotion at your stadium where if you yep. lose by more than forty, you get chicken. Is that no, no? Is that what the it's, no touchdown drive? If they get a touchdown on the Popeyes drive, they get you. Everyone gets four chicken nuggets. We would have a lot more Ooh. chicken otherwise. Yeah. I was about to say, there's got to be a lot of geriatric chickens up in Edmonton now, <laughs> uh, more than they were expecting. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's been a while since I've been up to Commonwealth for a game. Uh, I think it's been three or four seasons, definitely before COVID. Um, so uh, looking forward to getting up there and and uh, and connecting with you guys before the game and seeing everybody and and uh, coming down for West of this and. And then uh, heading back, uh, heading back to see the Stampeders continue to dominate. Yeah, of, of course. Um, now I'm going to ask you. I already know what the answer is going to be, probably. But <laughs> what are the keys to the game for the Stampeders, Ryan, to win the game? Uh, probably the bus keys. Okay. You know, like <laughs> if, if the bus keys, if they can find the bus keys and like it starts the bus. 
and gets them all the way to the stadium. Uh, those are probably the most important keys to ensuring a victory. Um, after that, of course, um, you know, Jake Mayer just has to do what he did in the second half. Uh, he came out, he threw for over 150 yards in the second half, moved the ball efficiently. Uh, they have to run block for Kadeem Carey um, and, and get him the holes that he's accustomed to. Uh, and credit the Elks defensive line for really kind of shutting it down. Um, but that did allow the passing game to open up. So I think if the Stamps just come out and, and play the game they're capable of, I don't think the Elks are talented enough at the moment to keep pace. Um, you know, we, we know with Chris Jones, it's always a two or three year process as he blows up the team and is terrible for a while. And then all of a sudden it starts to come together. But um, right now, that's certainly not where you are. Um, you're in the you're in the disaster phase, um, and so it's going to continue to be that. So I don't know that the stamps even really need to have a good game to win. Um, I think they can have an average game and still beat this Elks team at the moment. I'd like to be able to argue that, but I, I'm just going to go with Mike. What are your keys to the game? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's Calgary, so they are uh above average team, I would say, this year. I mean, if you look at it, they've beaten just the bottom feeders. They've lost to the more elite teams. Um, so that gives us a little bit of hope, but really not a, you know, any given Saturday, I guess, in this case. That's right. Um, I think if they can have strong lines i think we had really good defensive line offensive line was a little weak so i need to improve that uh get that um play calling mixed up a bit and let's get someone like a kevin brown worked into there both receiving and in rushing because i think he had a great game it is his first game there was no film on him now there's a little bit of film on him so that'll be a little easier for calgary but i still think that he's got some talent and uh, he's just got that tenacity to not you know, go down on first contact. I think that can help a lot. Uh, on defense, we have to uh, just try and get more first half Jake Mayer and less second half Jake Mayer. But, you know, our biggest problem seems to be those halftime adjustments. They've sort of come back and bit us in the butt more than once. And it'd be really nice to have some sort of halftime adjustments where we kind of come out of the third quarter or come into the third quarter being strong. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we will see. I think I agree with you. I think the biggest thing for the team right now is to hopefully like hopefully be the same guys that played today. <laughs> That's what I, like I think that would go such a long way to at least knowing what that guy beside you is going to do, right? And yeah. I understand, you know, like Niles Morgan was practicing all week and then on the Saturday I believe it was he goes down with an injury and then they have to put a new guy at middle linebacker and um, obviously we had the trades this past week and then and then we have you know Kenny Lawler's now out on the sixth game and and McKenna Henry is out on the sixth game and it's like okay like like you said before Ryan Manny Arsenault absolutely Manny Arsenault but I I heard this today too from Matt Dunnigan and, and I agree with him he's like well you can't just go with well you have injuries and like every team has injuries they all 100%. have long lists the difference being is that all of those other teams have had chance to have the depth that and we don't have that yet so our guys are still learning to be that those depth guys and they're being thrown in and and 
they need to play together to be able to know to play better together. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and this this past Saturday, actually, I, I went to practice. And um, actually, this is a good time. I should probably say thank you again to Sergio Castillo because he really, really put in an effort to chat with Nathan and then to help him like fill his water bottle. And then he basically took him around the team to get signatures on his hat. And makes um, a massive difference. I, I mean, Nathan loved it although he doesn't always express it that way he he he's mm-hmm. been talking about it a lot and it was awesome just to see the guys you know kind of interact with him that way it was fantastic and then as we were leaving we actually ran into coach jones and that was the most congenial conversation i ever thought i would ever have with him he was he was so great and then he was asking nathan questions and then he he was yelling at almost yelling at some guys like, Hey guys, come over here and sign Nathan's hat. And he was really jovial and, and good. And he said the same things that we were saying. He's like, yeah, well, I thought we'd be a farther ahead than we are now, but we just, we haven't quite clicked and we're working on it. We're going to get better. He goes and we're working around the injuries. And he said, he's never seen injuries like this on a team before. So I'm like, okay, well that is part of it. And we understand that. And now he needs to work on the rest. And he is. So I just want to say, though, it was it was kind of a nice experience and it made me feel better about watching the game today because I was pretty down on the team last week. Um, so. Sorry, Andrew, I, I just got an email here, breaking news. It says, based on your conversation, you've been traded. Is that wrong? Uh, <laughs> uh, so we got a podcast uh, draft pick? Nice. Yeah, you've you've been you've been traded to the Podski Wee Wee um, for future considerations. Oh, okay, perfect. You know what? I would expect actually futures is probably better for me than anything else they could have got. So I'll tell if that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. I know Josh will be very excited to have me join that team, and uh, and try to uh, calm down all of his ranting. It'll be great. It's gonna be fun. absolutely correct. That's what's gonna be fun. Um. Yeah, so anyway, keys to the game this week for me, keep the penalties down, have the same guys playing together. I think that's huge. And like you said, Mike, the balance in running and passing has got to be there. That's going to be a big deal. It's got to be. It's got to be. Let's do some pick'ems for this week. Uh, I already know who you're picking for the last game, Ryan, but we do have three other games this week. Uh, We've got BC uh, going out to Montreal. We've got Toronto going to the nation's capital to play Ottawa. And, of course, we have the Banjo Bowl where Sask is jumping out to Winnipeg to play the Bombers. Uh, And then, of course, we have our Elks. Now, um, anybody in the chat for YouTube, if you have a prop bet, that you would like us to use this week uh, for the Elks. Throw it into the chat. Uh, we'll let our guest pick, but he does not get to pick one that is negative for the Elks because I know that's <laughs> what he would he would come up with. Why would I do that? A guest on this show. I'm so glad that you're a guest. I was trying to be a gentleman as much as possible. Yes, that's, uh, yeah, I could see. Yeah. What's your prop bet, Ryan? How many interceptions do the Elks throw? How many sacks does the, the Calgary D-line get? Yeah, I, I know how this is going to work. Anyway, um, first First, let's go through these other three games. So, uh, Ryan, who do you have in those other games? Uh, well, you rattled them off so quickly, so okay. let me rattle them off equally as quickly. Uh, Winnipeg is going to win the return match against Saskatchewan because Saskatchewan is terrible. Um, <laughs> Ottawa is also going to lose because they are equally 
terrible. Uh, and BC is going to lose to Montreal. I think without Nathan Rourke, BC is a bit of a paper tiger. Um, and so I see Montreal winning that game as well. Um, even though Vernon Adams will be super motivated to get out and beat his old team who traded him just before they would play that team, uh, which is such a slap in the face. Um, but nevertheless, I think that uh, the BC Lions are a bit of a paper tiger. So I'm going to take uh, Montreal to win against BC. All right. Super fan. Uh, yeah. So the BC Montreal one is interesting. I think there's a lot of good things on that team. Um, but, with Montreal, we seem to get the good Trevor, bad Trevor, good Trevor, bad Trevor. He didn't have a great week, so I think we're going to get good Trevor this week against um, BC. Adams has been there a bit, but he hasn't been there long enough to really get all of that playbook, so I don't think he's going to be as strong. And they may even start Michael O'Connor, I've been hearing from Farhan Lalji. So I think Montreal is going to take that one. Toronto at Ottawa. Ottawa is on a streak of two games. Again, I don't know what that's like lately, but I uh, hear it's pretty cool. Um, but I think that their streak ends at two, so I think it's going to be Toronto and the Banjo Bowl, Sask, Winnipeg. Sask made it close uh, this last uh, this last week, but uh, I don't think it's going to be nearly as close in the, the rematch, and I think Winnipeg's going to take it going away. All right. Uh, and I have, uh, I am going to go with BC over Montreal. Ooh. Yeah, I think that they have had a bye week. They've had a chance to kind of work through a few things and they got a talented receiving core. And if they can they get the ball out of there quick enough, uh, I think, yeah. And if they use Butler a little more balanced as well, I think that could be a, a big one for them. So, and, and their defense is underrated in my mind. I think BC's defense. And they're not facing, you know, a Saskatchewan defender defense that'll cripple their quarterbacks. So that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, and yeah, so I, I, I think they find a way. I, I'm going to go with BC in that one. Uh, Toronto versus Ottawa. I am going to go against the grain here because in my opinion, Toronto is well, that same team that has great game, crappy game, great game, crappy game. And they had a, pretty much great game today in the way that they won that one. So next week, you know, their expectations are going to be high and they're going to find a way to screw it up. And Ottawa wins at home finally uh, to give all of the Ottawa fans that moment of joy that none of us, uh, well, two of us on this podcast don't have any idea what that's like. Um, And then in the Banjo Bowl, I agree. Winnipeg wins once again, coming back to their own house, even though it is hard to beat a team twice in the same week. Uh, let's not talk about the second last game or the last game of the week. Uh, but uh, the I think Winnipeg wins this one again and sweeps that series. So, Elks prop bet. Mike, is there any any of them in the chat that we want to bring up? Uh, let's see what we've got here. Uh, by the way, Tim Capper did say that no way that trade would happen uh, for Andrew going to Podski Wee Wee. Uh, obviously, he'd get traded to the flight deck for a poutine helmet, which I think sounds like a pretty sweet trade. I'm just saying. I was going to say that. I, that's, a, that's a deal I think Mike's already accepted. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't think it's ever going to be that lopsided in our favor, but hey, that's fine. Um, <laughs> wait a sec. Wait. Hey. <laughs> uh, Chris Agro's prop bet. The Commissioner Coward. What? All that. What what do you think you could get for Commissioner Coward? <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Probably two poutine helmets. Two poutine helmets? Yeah. <laughs> poutine helmet and a refill? I'll take it. <laughs> a 
Free refill. Oh, oh God. I imagine was, they were like 80 or 90 bucks. I hope there's at least a... Anyway, uh, Chris Agar is a prop bet. Total 15-yard penalties in the game for both teams. This one could get ugly. Ooh. Uh, and Uncle BD says the Edmonton Elks leading tackler number of tackles. Oh, interesting. All right. Uh, Ryan, did you want to pick either one of those or do you have a different one in mind? Is there an audible? Well, I mean, I, I can't foresee any tackles, so the betting zero doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, but because but because I saw Chris from a distance today, but didn't actually go up and say hello because he was down at the uh, Shark Club tailgate and I was up the hill at my own. Um, let's go with uh, the 15-yard penalties by both teams combined. I like that. I like that. That's a, a much more interesting prop wow. uh, to watch. I okay. Uh, let's see. What kind of line am I going to set on this one? 15-yard penalties, hey? It's the last time we're seeing each other this year, so this going to yeah. be some... and uh, the fourth time that we've seen each other and the last time we've seen each other. Uh, I will I'll set the line at two and a half. What were you thinking of the line, Ryan? I'm curious because you do this more often than I do. I would have. I, I think I would have put the line at three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I would have put the line at three and a half, mostly because I think I can foresee some offsetting fifteens. Oh. Okay. You know, like okay. two players getting into okay. it, you get an offsetting fifteen. Um, so I would have probably put the line at three and a half. So I'm going to take the over on your line at two and a half. I'm going to take the over. I mean, Kamar Jordan had two on his own today. Yeah, um, that's true. Not a great so, game for him. That's, yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was a plus one in yardage. He had 31 yards receiving, and he had minus 30 yards in penalties. So that's plus one. <laughs> he was a plus one. And given how Kamar Jordan's season has gone so far, yeah, take it. Yeah. Um, he caught all, the th- all three balls that were headed his way as well, um, or three out of the four. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to take I'm going to take the over. Um, I think the lines could end up getting pretty ugly down there, um, given that Calgary just walked all over your O line this week. Um, I can see something stupid happening and something popped popping off um, in there. So yeah, I, I think that's probably my my guess would be the over. Okay, super fan. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree. Interestingly, uh, Ryan talking about the O line getting sort of eaten up by the defensive line. Uh, you were at the game, so you wouldn't have seen it, but the pregame had uh, yeah. Lemon and Rose talking about uh, all the liberties that offensive lines are taking with the Stampeders defensive line. Um, oh. And, uh, I mean, it was really well done. Uh, I really can't say anything to disagree with it. I know that in a lot of games you're seeing a lot of, you know, I beat you, so you're just going to dive at my knees kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to get ugly. I think we're going to see a four. So even at three and a half, I would have taken the over with two and a half. I'm definitely going over. All right, then. Okay. Just to be different. I'm going to pick the under. Good. Yep. A nice clean game. Yep. Someone needs to be wrong. So that's good. Right. A gentlemanly battle of, of clean proportions where your team recognizes their place. (laughs) And so does mine. Oh my 
every time. It did like it <laughs> usually takes like about three quarters in. I'm like, why? Why do I keep? I don't know why I keep doing. That. Okay, because it's fun. That's why. Uh, all right, let's talk about our uh, CF Pod Fantasy League. Uh, Mike, you and I both got wins this week. Yeah. Ryan, you did not. Yes. Well, you have a strategy and you're sticking to it. I do appreciate that. I'm five and seven, man. Like the idea that I've been able to do this and be one and be close to the playoffs is crazy. It's, it's uh, and for anybody that's unaware of my strategy and is listening to this show uh, and my strategy, I only pick Calgary Stampeders. If they're playing, I'm picking them. And I am five and seven headed into this week of only ever picking Stampeders players. And two of my losses, two of my losses were on their bye weeks. So I am five and five. <laughs> with just starting Stampeders when they play. Wow. Um, and that's not something that I think you could do with most teams. I don't think you can find a BC lineup that you can fit in there for for full money um, because Roar costs too much. Uh, and yeah. you're not going to win any games with the Elks, the Red Blacks, the Thai Cats. Like, the idea that I've been able to go 5-5 five and five in the 10 Stampeder games is crazy to me. And I'll be doing it again next week. Okay. Of course you will. Okay. Uh, okay. So this week, uh, Mike, you and I both have different people off of the Canadian Football Countdown. Uh, yeah. I have Adam, and you have Trey. Uh, and Ryan, you get Mike from Podski Weeby this week. So yes. maybe he'll pick all yeah. Hamilton players. I mean, he should. Yeah. I would prefer it if he did. I, I'm sure you would, yeah. Uh, all right, make sure. Isn't Hamilton, oh, no, Hamilton's playing Ottawa this week. So maybe not. No, Hamilton is no Hamilton is not playing this week. Oh, they're on a bye. They're on a bye. Hamilton's on the bye week. Even better. Yes. Mike, take all Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I so don't think they're available. No, probably not. Anyway. No. Uh, Sadly, anyway, no. Find all of those great shows at CF Pod Network on Twitter, as there are many, many options. And I think it is uh, CF Pod Fantasy. CFL. That sounds reasonable. That's right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's, yeah, Pod Fantasy is correct. It's something like that. There you go. Excellent. Uh, all right. This episode is also brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Although it is hot outside right now, uh, winter is coming and energy usage for all Albertans will be increasing. So now is a great time for you to look at your utility bills and ensure you are on the best plan. Albertans have a choice who they pay their utility bills to. Park Power is happy to provide free, no obligation comparisons. And if you decide to switch providers, it's easy. And you can feel good knowing you are supporting a local business and helping to give back to our communities with your utilities bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Uh, it's CFL Pod Fantasy, by the way. There you go, CFL Pod Fantasy. Lovely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you again for joining us, Ryan. I do appreciate it. Uh, it's always oh, fun when we get to chat. Um, but where does everybody find you? I'm just you glad I could save you from having a Balineski appearance, apparently. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'll probably be next week now. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Where's the John Candy OK gif? Yeah. The OK, sure. OK, I see. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where does everybody um, find you, Ryan? You can find me, you can find me on all social platforms at BB Ken Ryan. That's, that's where I am uh, on all my social platforms. Uh, you can download our podcast, Horseman Radio. Uh, we did have Mike Rose on last week. He did two hours uh, with us last week, uh, which was great. Um, start to finish. Uh, it was a very entertaining show. Uh, we even had a cameo appearance from Sean Lemon who FaceTimed in the middle of the show and Mike just answered it and put the phone next to the microphone. 
Um, so that was fun. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man, it was a it was a good show, and I recommend um, especially our, our our interview shows. Um, if you don't want to want, listen to everything Stampeders, I think it's always good to hear about uh, CFL players and their lives and, and their journeys and such. And so uh, check out our interview shows. Uh, we go a little bit all over the place as the ADD host who writes nothing down just leads us into the wilderness. Um, and uh, and that's a good time as always as well. Uh, so, yeah, Horseman Radio on all of your favorite podcatchers. And uh, you can check me out at Ryan or the Horseman account at CFL underscore Horseman for now until we rebrand next season. Ooh. Wow. Teaser. 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 Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, Super fan, where does everybody find you? Uh, They can find me at 56 Parkies, and then the History and Horde stuff is at the Edmonton Football History Twitter account at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Wonderful. And of course, follow our good friend Kayla at uh, Duchess Lombardi. I was going to say at Commissioner Lombardi, but that's not yeah, it. At Commissioner Duchess Howard. Lombardi. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, I am glad that's never going to get old. And uh, you can follow me at Free Pelicious. Uh, make sure, of course, that you're joining the follow the show as well at the Turf District. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, join in the huddle with us there. Uh, follow all of the great shows on the Alberta Podcast Network. Where do you find those? It's at albertapodcastnetwork.com. And uh, of course, follow our friends at Pay It Forward with Football as well, as they are doing all the things in the world to spread kindness and that's what we need more in this world uh we will be having overtime in but mere moments uh but otherwise we will be back next week to talk about uh, a game a game correct yes probably with joe balaneski you mean your your eight and four calgary stampeders is that what you meant no not ours not no (laughs) not ours yeah not no, that's not what we're no. going to talk about. Anyway, uh, for Ryan, Superfan Mike, and Commissioner Kayla, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and it was proven this week. Don't do that. And we will absolutely talk to you next week. Stop ducking me, Kayla. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for tailgate. I really can't. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. 